On today's episode, we're ranking Halloween. podcast where we pick some things and then we rank them i'm spooky chris gluckman i'm the sporty one <laughs> Dex- <laughs> and i'm jelly joe bradshire jelly Je- jelly <laughs> because it's like candy <laughs> for halloween oh because don't you okay do y'all remember did you jelly for halloween do y'all remember <laughs> back in the day when you'd go trick Hold on, treat. has anybody ever squirted jelly in your hands you, for Halloween? Would you listen to me and I'll tell you exactly what I mean by this? <laughs> Do you remember going around? Your parents, you'd, you'd wake up on the 30th of October, the day before Halloween, Halloween Eve, All Hallows Eve, and you would mm-hmm. get your pumpkin and you'd carve out all the, mm-hmm. all the entrails and mm-hmm. dump them out in your backyard for the crows to eat. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yep. And okay, then we're getting weirder. The the next day, you'd tie some strings through your pumpkin to make a little satchel, a little flesh satchel. Oh. Okay. And then you'd go around to all the neighbors, and they'd dump jars of jelly into your into your pumpkin. And then you'd go home and you'd bathe <laughs> in it, and then it was bedtime, and you'd go tell all your friends about all the jellies that you. Uh, Smeared upon upon your necks and faces for bath time. Necks, okay. So hey, we're I, have a, all I have a question. Dimension. I have a question. Do y'all remember guys. that? <laughs> Let me ask y'all a question. Do you remember that, Chris? Just to Chris, war- just to warm us up. If you just tell me that, do you remember that? <laughs> do you remember when you did that when you were a child? Yeah, I remember. <laughs> Can I ask you guys a question? I'm ready. Probably not. I'm just trying to move something along. How quickly do you want me? To, how long do you want me to wait before I derail this? Ooh, man, I miss doing this podcast <laughs> with you guys. Hey guys, we're back. <laughs> All right, here's the question: What's the spookedest you've ever been? Ooh, that's a good question. Tell me how sp- how spooked you've ever gotten. You know what? The spookiest thing that I've, has ever happened to me. Was mm-hmm. one time I was probably like seven or something, and I was in my house, and it was real late mm-hmm. at night, and I walked outside. I don't know why. I don't know why I went outside, but I went outside, and then I was coming back in, and I was convinced that there was an alien behind me. Oh, no. And that he was going to get me and take me, I don't know, into a spaceship or kill me or something bad was going to happen. And so I sprinted yeah, through course. my house at like 1 a.m. to my room, like opposite end of the house, just about to pee myself because I was so scared that the alien right. was going to get me. Mm-hmm. And I, it, it was very scary. And I'm still not quite over And it. then... And then the alien did get me. It, okay. Oh. Did you ever have any recurrence of that fear? Did you think about yeah. the alien? It was pretty frequent. But it started there. That was the ori- that was the origin story I believe of so. this horror. 
And then I would have dreams about the aliens. That is pretty scary. I'd have nightmares. Yeah, I know that for for most of my childhood, whenever I was the last person downstairs before going upstairs for bed, I would always uh, flip on flip the the last light switch off and then <laughs> sprint up the stairs and all the way into my bed uh, because I was certain that something was going to chase me through the darkness. Uh, and I think that continued until I moved out for college. <laughs> Mine continued well past college. I still sprint through my house. And sometimes I wake Maisie up, but you know, that's the price that she has to pay so that I don't get eaten. Joe, I want to go back to the alien. What did it look like? I don't know. I guess first instinct, I pictured Alf. (laughs) Well, so he looked kind of like an aardvark, but with a floppier nose. Okay. Okay. It really liked to eat cats and me. Okay. That so yeah. Those were kind of the mind. two things that it liked to eat. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's different. That's a different yeah, thing. Because Alf didn't like to eat you. I know that. He wasn't interested in Joe. That you know of. Yeah. How about you, Jackson? Uh, scary. What's the spookedest you've the ever been? Is whenever I was a child, um, I was like seven, I think. And I'd never seen a scary movie before, and then my brother uh, and I watched The Ring, which I don't know if you know the premise Oof. of The Ring, um, but it's to scare you. Ugh. Yeah. It's a movie. It's a movie <laughs> designed to scare you, you guys. Who would do that to I don't a child? Know. Who would make a movie like that for children? Anyways, uh, after I watched that movie, I did not... I was not alone around the TV for probably about two years after that because I couldn't. I couldn't wow, two two I years. You didn't, I am not say what you didn't sleep around a TV or you didn't walk. I did around not have a TV. a TV. I was never alone around the TV. If the house was empty, I was outside away from TVs. I get that. I understand that absolutely like, because I was gonna I was, was gonna say the exact same thing when I was in fifth grade. I had a. "Quote unquote friend who had a DVD of The Ring, and he didn't even show me the whole movie. He only showed me the video that you're supposed to watch, and then you die, and then all the scenes where the little girl crawls out of the TV. Uh-huh. So I didn't even get any like interstitial plot. All I got was I watched this video, and now the girl's <laughs> coming." <laughs> I slept in my parents' room for a few nights, I think, um, at least one night after watching that, and then slept with the door open and had a similar fear of TVs for a long time. I don't know if I was paranoid around them in the daytime, but certainly at night, I could not, I could not stand it. Yeah, I, I was not. For some reason, my parents trusted me alone in the house, like by the age of eight, and I was outside. It was real good because I was starting to get really I'm chunky, trying- and it kind of prolonged that a few years. You know what I want to ask about this? What What were y'all's parents thinking? Trusting you two hooligans. <laughs> That's what I want to know. You boys and your tomfoolery. You know what I was watching when I was mm-hmm. in fifth grade? Bi- Bible Man. What's that? I was watching Bible Man. <laughs> Okay, and you are right. y'all are over here. Get off your high horse. Movies from the devil. <laughs> I learned what sex was from Family Guy. 
Oh, really? <laughs> I feel like well, we should move on and not let Jackson explore that. <laughs> no. I think Jackson wants to take this all the way in. Uh, Buckle well, up, guys. This definitely won't end up on the podcast. <laughs> By I, virtue uh, of you saying that, it has now landed squarely in the middle of the podcast. Well, I don't know. I guess I had some misconceptions. I knew what sex was at this point. Uh, I had some misconceptions mm-hmm, sure. about maybe uh, which what which what goes orifice <laughs> that it was performed through. And Family Guy, well, it went ahead and cleared it up for me. Boy, howdy. And that, that was my birds that's and the bees. How about that's y'all? That's a treat to hear. Yeah. So, so in your conception, was sex a joke that goes on for way too long until it eventually falls out of favor <laughs> and they're forced to smash cut to the next scene? <laughs> yeah. And how accurate oh, I was. Nailed it. <laughs> Bingo. Nailed it. <laughs> Bingo, bango, bongo. Chris, what's the scariest you've ever been? <laughs> oh, I was going to do the ring thing, because I was, I was in no, the exact really? same boat as Jackson. Oh, wow, really? <laughs> yeah, no, that was that was my scariest moment, I think. There was one, I can remember one night in particular when I was a kid, before that, where I looked in my closet. My closet was open, so I could see it from my bed and the particular arrangement of like shirts and shoe boxes and whatever else that was in my closet made it look like there was a guy standing in the in my closet um so that was very scary and that thought continued to haunt me uh, probably also until i left for college <laughs> so um really until you got yeah, away from that closet you didn't get over until college it was the closet I was really relieved when my parents moved out of that house because I just couldn't handle that closet no more. It's weird that you stayed when your parents moved out. So I will add one thing. I will add another scary experience. I had to leave the movie Anastasia when I was a kid in the, in theaters. There was that evil wizard. You know what? I there was get that, that evil wizard and the little rat thing, and it I, and it was a bat. Uh huh. No, that's awful. I think, but it terrified me, and mm-hmm. I went and saw it with my sister, and we probably stayed for like, I don't know, thirty minutes, and then I was like, "Nope, we got to piece out of this movie. It is too much for little Joe Brain." <laughs> and then my other movie story. No, that uh, that reminds me of the other time that I can remember being really scared and wanting to sleep next to my parents was um, we went to Disney World when I was twenty-five, I think. Oh, and, <laughs> when I was twenty-five, uh, we went to Disney World when I was five, and we went to one of the three D theaters to see Honey, I Shrink the Audience. Yeah, and yeah. at the very beginning, the MGM lion uh, pops out to do his roar thing, but he does it in three D, and he comes at you with his claws. <laughs> and I was done from the title credits. <laughs> I was <laughs> horrified. <laughs> That's pretty good. I was not ready for 3D technology <laughs> at five years old. <laughs> so this isn't the scariest that I've been, but I told Connie that the Blair Witch Project wasn't that scary and made her watch it with me. And after it was over, she went out on our porch in Auburn, uh, the porch of the house that I lived out, and um, hyperventilated and cried. And I felt 
I felt oh, very. Oh, I bet you felt, felt real, real bad good. about that whole decision oh. to uh, to make her watch that one. Yeah, it's not so good. Have y'all ever intentionally scared somebody in a way like that? I mean, not unintentionally and devastatingly like Joe in that situation, <laughs> but for fun. Have you ever yeah, done not, that? Not in, not in the bad way, but in the lighthearted way. Not in the, like, they're going to die kind of way. Cool. <laughs> I was aiming for a good yes or no question there. That one died. That one died on the vine. <laughs> It's okay. It's like, okay. I feel like I shouldn't make to. up an autobiographical question. Excellent. Well, this is the part of the episode where if we had ad sponsors, we would go to a break. <laughs> but since we don't, we're just going to keep on trucking. Do you remember the olden days when people would just throw jelly into your jack lantern? <laughs> well, at Jack Boy's old fashioned jack lantern jelly. We have three different selections. Spooky strawberry, ghostly grape, and fun frankenberry. <laughs> frankenberry jelly. We take the frankenberries and we juice them. And we juice them right up into a jelly. Boy, don't be making fun of my life's business. <laughs> Uh, Jack Boys, old yeah, Joey, don't Halloween cannibalize your own ad jams. Here. We're trying to get some revenue for the podcast. Oh, what's the offer code? Offer code is blueberry. <laughs> oh, we have four now. <laughs> because of the offer code, we felt like we should make another. I have a personal message here for Jareth, and it's from um, the oh. whole squad. Um, also Alf. The whole squad says, Hey, Jareth, happy 52nd birthday to you. Uh, I hope you're enjoying it in Cancun and swimming uh, just with all the stingrays that you can touch because we know that's your thing. <laughs> R.I.P. R.I.P. Steve Irwin. Anyways, any, anyways, can't wait till you get back and we can finally marathon all of last season of Property Bros. <laughs> Love Tina Jareth too, Camarliel <laughs> and Lloyd. Did you? All right, and that one was scheduled to uh, be read on ooh July first. We missed that by a few months. Uh, sorry about that, Jareth. My sister was telling me today that she saw a picture of a couple where one guy was a hunter and his girlfriend was a deer, and. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> it's a, a little morbid. Also, is the guy like a big hunter? Don't think too much about it, though. I can't. I don't like it when people dress up in costumes of like things that they do. It'd be like if I dressed up as a doctor. Like Halloween. Halloween is for play. Halloween is for a fun, silly, goofy time. It's not to be serious. <laughs> to be silly <laughs> I'm going to click on the tab on this Alpha Wikipedia page called censorship <laughs> 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 
<laughs> this is what happens when we don't record in the same room. Imagine how different this podcast would be if we were all looking at each other while this happened. <laughs> I want to read you this sentence because it's one of the best sentences I've ever read. And then we can move on with the podcast. So you'll just have to kind of okay. edit this out and figure where this goes in. Uh, yeah. In the pilot episode, Alf is seen consuming a beer with Brian. Uh, this was defended mm. by saying, Alf is 285 years old. He can drink beer. He's old enough. However, as Alf became more popular with children, NBC said, you can't have him drinking. The kids are watching. He's a bad role model. Even though the creator believed that Alf was an adult, he can do it. The alcohol consumption concept was discarded by the end of the first season. <laughs> And nobody ever drank and again. Nobody uh, ever poor did. Poor Alf. All Alf wants is a poor. cool Miller Lite. And NBC, the man, is, you know, putting it on him. This All reminds me to. of my time under the employ of the Southern Baptist Convention. And <laughs> <laughs> all you wanted was a, a cold Coors. That's all I ever wanted. <laughs> when all you wanted... Was the worst beer. He just wanted a, a cold, warm Budweiser. <laughs> An ice warm uh, Coors straight out of the can, but in a plastic cup for a few hours. Yeah, that's how you get a cold, warm beer, is you put it in the fridge and cool it, and then you take it out and leave it out for a while. It, preferably in a plastic cup. But preferably opened. And preferably overnight. <laughs> it's like a big green egg. It'll stay the same temperature. Preferably preferably so the next morning when you're kind of scavenging your older brother's party from last <laughs> night, you see the beer pong table still set up and at least one cup that wasn't finished off. <laughs> and you take a sip and, and you say, ooh, yuck. Not for me. <clears throat> hey, Chris. Uh, what's this spooky podcast mm. about? Ooh, well, I'm glad you asked. Um, this very scary, very creepy, very Jeepers Creepers podcast is about where we... T- <laughs> Sorry. It's about where we take a thing and break it. Whoa. Ooh, I can't handle it. Let me try again. I'm already scared. <laughs> I'm glad you asked, Jackson. This is a show where we pick some things, and then we rank them. And on today's episode, we are going to be talking, uh, kind of in a general freeform sense, about Halloween. You see, in pre-production, <laughs> we had the idea to talk about Halloween costumes. And then one-third of the podcast didn't think about that at all, but instead said, I'll talk about just funny things about Halloween. And they so, might not be that funny. I guess we're going to do we're going to do a little bit of everything and, <laughs> and the then sca- rank it at the end. And the scariest thing of all is that my things might not be that funny. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what well, another thing we were talking about in pre-production since we're kind of going free form this episode is uh we were thinking, you know, the one thing that this podcast had too much <laughs> of was structure, you know, just a rigid release schedule. Uh, no leeway. So we thought, you know what? We've been at the same thing week by week by week. We might as well just kind of loosen it up a little bit and just have some fun with Halloween. Hey, Chris. 
what order are we ranking these in? Oh, we're we're ranking it from um, that one clown in the meme <laughs> that's inside of a sewer and like kind of coming up out of the gutter at somebody. Oh, uh, bozo! All the uh-huh, all the way to um, that one Scooby Doo episode where the um, the knight the suit of armor chases Scooby Doo and Shaggy around in the museum. That sounds pretty scary. Almost as scary yep. as our comedic timing. Ooh. <laughs> no, that was me dying, actually, from how bad that was. What? That was the ghost leaving <laughs> my body. That's the sound of your spirit <laughs> rising above. Alright, because of my laziness, and because of my general lack of production for this episode... Um, so what we're going to do is we're going to do our inaugural episode that we totally planned out very far in advance of Ranked Battle. Uh, so what we're going to do here is I'm going to come up with a category. Then these two sweet boys here have to battle it out. For my approval and affection, on which one they think is which one I think is the best, and this is the beginning of the battle. Worst idea of a childhood thing to be a costume in the year twenty seventeen, the year of our Lord. Okay. Um, okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna say uh, Nickelodeon slime. All right, now you have to describe it. So it can it, it's going to be like <laughs> you talk about it and then you talk about why it would be the okay. costume. And then we can kind of riff on that a little. Oh. Okay. Yeah, let me give you something to riff on. Uh Nickelodeon slime. You first you <laughs> figure out the ingredients of Nickelodeon slime cuz I'm sure that's probably on the internet. Uh and then you f- get one of those Home Depot buckets and you fill it up with the gooey stuff. Okay. And then you take it to a party. You take it to a party. Uh, and then you get somebody to agree to um, some kind of trivia game or, I don't know, <laughs> game show type element. Uh, and then whether they win or lose, I'm not really sure if that was something that happened to winners or losers. <laughs> uh, you, you reach behind the couch and you pull out your bucket of slime and you just throw it on all your friends. <laughs> and then they... Aren't as into it as you are, and you just <laughs> you just goop them right up, even though they didn't ask for it. I was gonna say you at at that point, you you might be wondering, well, what happens after you slime them? Uh, good question. You either, depending on crowd reaction, if they love it, uh, you start scooping it back into <laughs> your bucket. <laughs> for you didn't reuse. bring it back up, <laughs> uh, or. If they uh, were not into it, you leave and make new friends for next year. <laughs> so what I really, what I really like now, about this one is that you're not so much dressing up as the slime as much as you are the production assistant who had to dump the slime. Like, what did you dress up for as Halloween? Uh, I'm the guy that hung out in the rafters of Double Dare and poured the slime. <laughs> yeah, you're I wearing black pants, a black t-shirt, and you have a you have like a little corded. Uh, earpiece and an orange bucket that says definitely not slime 
<laughs> now, the only thing that concerns me about this, Chris, this seems like fun, harmless, harmless prank time on Halloween. Yeah. Uh, more the trick than the treat, if you will. Uh, but if somebody really wasn't fi- feeling it, I'm kind of afraid of a bit of a carry situation. <laughs> Where you might awaken oh, somebody's no. telekinesis and they'll just like straight murder everybody. At yes, the prom. they will shatter your brain. They'll mind. Well, uh, maybe yeah. maybe in more of a, a quirky Nickelodeon sort of way. Like I don't know, they start just throwing pies in everybody's faces, or slime just starts slime just starts oozing out of your ears, and you're like, "Haha, that's funny." He had slime in his ears, and then it's actually his brain just leaking out because his mind has been freaked. And everybody's brains is green, and we didn't know that until now. Ew, icky. That's gross. <laughs> All right, so uh, so my idea, uh, Chris kind of went with something that was nostalgic and would maybe be kind of bad in today's, you know, just maybe not timely. Jackson, I don't want I commentary from you on my idea. <laughs> I am just the tell judge. Me okay. you came up well, with. Well, I'm telling you, Jelly right. Joe my direction went a little bit more. The question I heard was, what is the worst thing from your childhood that would be a bad Halloween costume today? In the year of our Lord, 27. From like, yeah, from like pop culture or something like that. So I just picked something that was entirely unsettling for me. In my childhood, uh-huh. and I'm gonna try and personify it into a costume. So, uh, 2017, I'm going as the fact that the donkey from Trek ended up marrying and having children with the dragon. <laughs> now, uh, what I want you to do is describe how this is into a, how this is made into a costume. <laughs> that's that's what I need your help with. No, this is you, man. <laughs> I'm judging. No, it. it's all on you, Jackson. Piece it together before us. Weave this tapestry of words. Is this a, Jackson? Okay, Jackson. So, maybe let me help you along. Is this a couple's costume? <laughs> no, because I don't think you would. I, I'm also thinking feasibly here. I don't think anybody would want to be a part of. And this. also, no one would be allowing you to come to their party. <laughs> all right, so you show up. You're in a donkey outfit, okay? Describe the donkey outfit. Right, with waffles. Waffles in hand. <laughs> um, you are bipedal. You're on two legs. Um, and it just kind of looks like one of those bad Easter bunny outfits, but it's a donkey. How many times do you think you're going to hear, oh, you're Eeyore? Probably none, because in my head, this is very unsettling. <laughs> okay. Ja- and Joe, Eeyore is not Joe, unsettling. easy solution. Very easy solution. The moment somebody says... Hey, you're Eeyore. You just turn slowly to them and go, Donkey! (laughs) (laughs) Alright. Alright, and then the way way I would kind of... The way I would kind of complete this outfit, um, you know, because I'm going as more of an idea um, that the donkey uh, mated and had children with a dragon. Um, At any Halloween party in 2017, there's bound to be Khaleesi from Game of Thrones. Now, I don't watch Game of Thrones, but I know... She like kinda has dragons going There's on, a dragon right? Situation. Like, that's kind of thing yes. that she has. Yes, okay. So uh anytime you see a Khaleesi you go up and be like, Hey, uh you gonna introduce me to your friends Because uh, it's, it's kinda of my thing. <laughs> kinda in the dragons. Me and the missus, uh we, we, we separated uh uh post Shrek four and uh you know I'm kinda Kind of built up, you know, uh, and just kind of mumble. Our, like our that. horrible mutant children are left fatherless. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Alright, so that's my costume. Alright, so my verdict on this. So, what I like... You can't do that the whole time because I'm going to make this a little right. bit longer than just like one sentence. Um, okay. Can I just... I just need to interject very quickly. I was trying to think of an O.J. Simpson related joke. And I just typed in O.J. Simpson's lawyer. And Google tells me, people also ask... What O.J. Simpson did. <laughs> he did a murder. What What O.J. did. Okay, now continue with your thing. Okay, so what I've distilled this down to uh, is the Nickelodeon slime tech, and that is both technology and technician, uh, versus the concept of the donkey and the dragon from Shrek being lovers who have children. Um, so what I like about the slime tech is, again, you're, you're really lifting up the, the working man there. You know, you're not going to be the Mark Summers mm-hmm. or the, Thank you. was it Suzanne Summers? I don't remember. Whoever hosted yes. Double Dare. You're not going to be the, you're not the aggro crag. You know, you're not the flashy uh, kind of showy uh showy part you're you're the the working man for nickelodeon who makes all the kids go go wild with that green goopy substance then on the other hand we have the horrific uh the horrific concept of a donkey and a dragon having children and then the donkey being a degenerate and going around and hitting on younger dragons um and what i gotta give it to because i don't want to think about it anymore is the slime tech so that I don't have to think about uh, Jackson's thing that he said ever again. So I'm going to award one point to Chris here. Yay! Also, it's uh, Summer Sanders. Summer Sanders. uh, Was she married to Mark Summers? I don't know why I have this. Yeah, that's why her first name became Summers. I really was, like, convinced that she was married to Mark Summers. No, he was. He was the host of Double Dare. Okay. That's why I had the connection in my brain. The next thing that I have is the worst thing to carve into a jack-o'-lantern. All right. I think I got it. All right. So, worst thing to carve into a jack-o'-lantern. So, my thoughts on this are... Jack-o'-lanterns have an inevitable demise where they start sinking into itself and and dying and rotting away. So I think the worst thing you could do with a jack-o'-lantern is, like, give it humanity. (laughs) Okay. So uh, you carve a regular face into it, but then you do a little speech bubble that says, Hello, my name is Jeff. I have three children. Please don't let me die. Please don't let me die. And how do you propose that we keep him alive? You never let the candle go out. <laughs> ever. If the candle ever goes out, he dies. So you're going to let then, it shine. And then, and then every time you change the candle, do you think, like, Am, is, is this still him? Or is it some facsimile of him? Did I just create a new Jeff? Did these children lose their father and then gain a new one? Identical in almost every way. But every time I relight this candle, does he lose a little bit of his jack-o'-lantern-y? Which is, is kind of like humanity. Is this the spiritual sequel to Jack Frost? That's ex- Chris, 
That is exactly what I was just thinking. <laughs> I knew it. Like no lie. <laughs> I was just thinking that. Is Michael does Michael Keaton live in this Jack o' Lantern? That depends. Did he live in the snowman? I'm pretty in sure. Jack Frost. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's Michael Keaton. <laughs> yes, yes, Michael Keaton does live in <laughs> <laughs> for no reason that's just totally apropos of nothing no michael no no, no. Lives in. the jeff the jack-o'-lantern is not michael keaton a tiny michael keaton lives inside this jack-o'-lantern <laughs> honey i shrunk the michael keaton <laughs> he tins the candle it keeps him warm on these crisp autumn nights and there's a little Michael Keaton that lives in all of our jack-o'-lanterns. <laughs> and if only you believe... No, literally. There's a little Michael Keaton in there. A very small <laughs> Michael Keaton. Please give him some crumbs of your Halloween candies. Chris, what you got? Because let me tell you, Chris, it's going to need to be good. You're going to have to do a lot to beat Jeff the Undying. <laughs> Uh, mine was a little more straight up and down. I think the worst thing to carve into your jack-o'-lantern this Halloween would be a perfect recreation of Vincent Van Gogh's Starry Night. (laughs) Now, I want to know why you think that would be bad and not impressive and good. Because I think in the amount of time that it would take you to carve Starry Night, which, by the way, is a full canvas painting and not just an outline... (laughs) That you cut out of a piece of gourd. Uh, Once you figured out how to do that, by the time you were done, that jack-o'-lantern is already going to be stinking. It is past Halloween. It is is January 17th, 2018, and you are not done with the church steeple in the foreground of Starry Night. (laughs) That's like, Whenever Joe asked you why it would be bad to carve into a pumpkin, I was really afraid that you were going to say, oh, you didn't hear? I regret to inform you, a starry knot is racist now. <laughs> Very problematic. <laughs> Vincent Van Gogh tweeted something about Jews, I think. I don't know. It was bad. Vincent Van Gogh tweeted, and he's dead. And so most who are just terrified of what's going to happen next. It has a blue check mark. We don't know when he's going to show Vincent Van Gogh's up. account has a blue check mark, and we don't know how, and we don't know why. <laughs> but it must and be. And also, him. there's already a parody account called Vincent Van Gogh's Ear, and it says, "Oh, where, why am I not on his head? <laughs> <laughs> I should be in in on his head in the head place, not in the trash can." Um, yes, I must make a verdict. So. We have Jeff the Undying versus a full, no holds barred, like this is complete recreation of Starry Night by Vincent Van Gogh on a pumpkin. That's right. Quick question for you, Chris. Clarification point here. Uh Uh-huh. Are you painting or is it you are carving out, like is there any color involved or is it just you're carving out the... uh, Starry Night onto the pumpkin. See, that's what's tricky. It's carving, but you have to do that thing where people don't carve all the way through, and it allows a little bit of light to shine through it, and that creates a gradient. Uh, so it's so all going to be shading. sort of orange orange scale, but yeah, it's, um, it's a carving situation. These are two strong contenders. 
my final verdict is going to be for Jeff the Undying. Thank you. Thank you. I I truly appreciate this. Thank you for this opportunity. I was worried it was going to be a clean sweep. So, the next question, because I don't want any of your pre-production to go to waste, is the best costume that you looked or thought up for this episode. Okay. I came up with this Halloween costume this morning. Uh, You take a shirt... And onto that shirt, you apply uh, the pictures, small headshots of various famous uh, celebrities, specifically people like Richard Dreyfus, Richard Nixon. Um, I can't think of very many other famous Richards. <laughs> uh, okay. Maybe maybe Lieutenant Winters from Band of Brothers. I feel like I know where this is going. <laughs> and you just completely plastered this uh shirt with uh richards and um you're just you're richard picks <laughs> and that's your halloween costume oh. <laughs> that, i gotta say that's pretty good and you should do that um that's pretty good i mean no that's bad that's bad. Mine's gonna be better. <laughs> I think uh, Jackson is already smelling defeat. <laughs> no, because mine, mine has a lot of positive merit, and it. All right, no, I'm I'm gonna argue for mine because I, I really think it's better. Let's hear it. Okay. All right, and and you, and Jackson, what I want to hear because you're playing from behind. Okay, it is okay, the no. bottom of the night. I'm going to this. I am convinced that this will win over Richard Picks. Okay. Okay? So, he goes a dog walker. Okay. And I know what you're thinking. That's it. Not great. But imagine this. You can just take dogs anywhere on Halloween now. The dogs go with you everywhere. So you walk into the party. The owner of the house is like, oh, sorry, man. I'm allergic to dogs. No dogs allowed. And you're like, no. uh, It's part of my costume. I'm a dog walker. And he's like, oh... Oh, okay then. And then, like, you're the life of the party, you got dogs with you, everybody's eating it up, and dogs are with you the entire night. And then Whereas, this, this host who welcomed you into his home goes into anaphylactic shock and dies because you've just murdered him. I don't At think the funeral, too many get... you're called upon to deliver the eulogy, but you get <laughs> sick at the last moment. Unrelated incident. You send a dog in your place, and a dog delivers the eulogy for your friend who died. And it's a very but ironic out, twist. The dog got sick too. It turns out the dog got sick too. And who's that walking down the street that needs to that needs to deliver the eulogy? Oh, it's Richard Pickards. <laughs> and he delivers the eulogy and handily, I might add, wins this category. <laughs> Richard Richard Pickards is our winner. Richard Pickards. Um okay. So I don't want all of that work to go to waste because you only got to do one. So what I want to know is what is the second best 
costume that you look towards. <laughs> so same same category. Uh, no, I'll go first. I'll go first. This is a okay. very specific category. You might think I'm saying now that you've done the best, what is the next best? I'm saying no. What is the second best? Like I want you to try to win with the second best. Okay. I'm not saying the okay. worst. I'm saying the second best. Okay, second best. So I'll go first. <clears throat> so obviously the dog thing didn't work out for me. Uh, you can come to a Halloween party as guy who brought Funyuns. <laughs> <laughs> Here's how you do that. Um, you just dress up in your regular clothes <laughs> and you bring a big old bag of Funyuns. So I'm going to improve on this one for you. Um, I don't think you can, Joe. <laughs> I want you, what I want this to be, and what this is going to be. I'm giving some input on this one. This is the guy who brought Funyuns, who's secretly the world's biggest Funyuns fan. <laughs> so you dress up in regular clothes. You're like, you know, you just got this big bag of Funyuns. Underneath all of your clothes, total Funyuns gear. No one ever sees it. The whole night. You never show a soul. They all think, man, that guy just brought Funyuns. Then you get home and you have the last laugh. Because you're not only the guy who brought Funyuns, you're also the world's biggest Funyuns fan. I guess I guess in my in my head, I was already a big fan of Funyuns. And so in the head canon of guy who brought Funyuns to the Halloween party. Like, I'm, like, opening the Funyuns, like, nodding my head, looking around the room, really getting the energy. Um, and not really many people are paying attention to that, like, pour it into the bowl. And I'm, like, looking someone in the eye, nodding my head. Like, yeah, check it out. <laughs> Who brought these? Whoa. So, yeah, that, I think that fits very well. That is a requirement that every conversation you have at this party is about Funyuns. <laughs> <laughs> a lot, you have All to come right. with a loaded with Chris, a lot of Funyuns uh, conversation. Uh, yeah, Chris, good luck. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Right now, I have a clear second best. So, <laughs> is it my turn now? Yeah. Okay, my second best idea was you're Optimus Prime, but you're halfway through transforming between robot and truck. <laughs> so you're either a really bad robot or a really bad truck. You're kind of no just a lot really of. Tell. You're a lot of CGI geometry. You're a lot of triangles. <laughs> and when people try and look at your costume, you like run up to them and like shove all the costume in their face so they can't really tell what's going on. Yeah, you and do like people have to look up. Them. People have to look at you from very up close. <laughs> You can never see the whole thing all at once. And you're way bigger than everybody else. Because, like, you're actually Optimus Prime for this, right? Yes. Like, you're for real Optimus Prime, you're the actual robot for this Halloween costume? Yeah. No, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, okay. So, <clears throat> I really thought that this was going to be a lot closer, but I guess it's because of my input. The world's biggest Funyuns fan <laughs> has to beat out the Transformer that is halfway between transforming. Uh, 
There's you're a more, bias. You're here. more excited about your own idea, I think. I am. I'm. I'm actually like considering going as that, <laughs> as the world's biggest Funyuns fan. <laughs> <laughs> but the world's biggest Funyun fan in secret, like no, yes. it's a it's a real closet thing. It's uh, it's your guilty pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> um. But no, I think that uh, it's also just the feasibility. Mm-hmm. If you if you were able to pull off a Transformer halfway in transformation, that would be the best costume at the party. It would not be the second best costume. No. So that's also part of the reason. Uh, okay, true, true, fair. I could do this for okay. 23 more rounds. <laughs> I have a lot of what? costume ideas, and some of them are, I think are pretty good. <laughs> I, I liked that. I liked both of yours very much. Um, okay. The next category is give me your costume that is related to pop culture from 2016 or 2017. So the past from Halloween to Halloween. The the thing that you think is the dumbest thing that people are going to dress up as from pop culture. Oh, that that like you're going to see so much of that's just not clever at all. No. Oh, that's tough. Because I was intentionally trying to avoid that in my thoughts today. Can we avoid politics? Yeah, because it's going to be Donald Trump. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, like one hundred percent. That's that's the costume that people are going to be like, <laughs> check me out. I'm orange. Yeah. No. Okay. So I think the the best idea from the past year goes all the way back to October of 2016. And I don't think any costume will ever beat David S. Pumpkins. <laughs> You're just playing into my, uh, playing right into my wheelhouse. I thought we were doing worse pop culture things, so man, I'm going to really need to reframe my answer. <laughs> no, you stick with yours. <laughs> was, it be- was it best or worst? Or most? I don't know what, what exactly we were aiming at. The thing that is yes, the most 2016. Oh, I think you're going to see a lot of David Pumpkins this year from from oh, yes. cool people. I think famous. a lot. Of, I think a lot of people are are going to be doing David Pumpkins. They've had all year. So David Pumpkins is a Tom Hanks yeah. character from yeah. uh, a SNL skit last year, um, which you should go and look up because it's not funny when you explain it. But basically, it's Tom Hanks wearing a curly black wig and uh, a suit that includes a jacket with pumpkin a pumpkin pattern on it. And when uh, somebody asks him, who are you? He just goes, I'm David Pumpkins, man. And that's all there is to it. <laughs> and that's pretty much the joke. <laughs> and you know, I, all right. If you're listening to this and you haven't seen the skit David S. Pumpkins... Yeah, you don't get it. You don't got, get it at all. You've got to go watch David Pumpkins, and if you don't think it's funny, then why are you listening to this podcast because you don't think this podcast is funny either. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We clearly do not. We do not jive. <laughs> it's, the best, it's the best skit of all time. The way I gauge whether or not to tell somebody that I do a podcast by how much they like this skit. <laughs> because if if they watch this skit and don't laugh, I'm like, mm, they probably shouldn't know I do a podcast because they won't like it. I showed, I tried to, sh- the minute I saw David S. Pumpkins, I was working night shift 
at um, I'm a nurse at a hospital. I was working night shift, and I saw David S. Pumpkins live on SNL. And immediately, I went to NBC.com and waited for the clip to pop up. And I tried to show it to some oldies that I worked with, and they were not buying it. They were <laughs> not, not even for Tom Hanks. Not even for Tom Hanks. It was one of those things where I was showing somebody David S. Pumpkins, and then they pretended like they had something else to do, so they left in the middle of the video, and I'm like, oh, I'm that YouTube video guy. And Uh I don't talk to those people uh, anymore. And then they were found in a dumpster behind the hospital. From unknown causes. All their blood drained. Two puncture wounds in their neck. Unrelated incident. (laughs) The initials DSP next to it. (laughs) Alright, Jackson. Alright, so I was... I, I thought it'd be like worst of 2016, but I guess we're going with most 2016. Dude, hey, Jackson, let me just say, we live in 2017. Irony is everything. You can get away with best, worst, there's no difference anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think uh, the thing that encapsulates this... The meme calendar of 16 slash 17... Is uh, and I think we'll see a lot of it this year. Is Salt Bay? I think we're gonna see a lot of Salt Bays because it's an easy costume. I don't think I even know this thing. Salt Bay? It was like the first meme of 2017. Tell me about Salt Bay. It's just this dude that owns a meat restaurant, like a steak restaurant, in I don't know Brazil or something like that. I don't know where. Some other country. And anyways, this dude Turkey. like is really flashy, cutting all the meat up and then grilling it and stuff. And then he takes salt in his fingers and, like, strikes this pose above the meat and sprinkles salt all over it. And people call him Salt Bay. I've just learned of Salt Bay. I missed this cultural phenomenon. It's a funny meme and everything, because, like, this dude's taking this, like, really seriously. He's, like, cutting this meat and being this, you know, way too cool for what he's doing. But then, like... He just kind of kept going on throughout the year, and I realized that, like, this isn't, like, a character he plays. Like, he's actually like this. He's actually super serious about pouring salt on meat, and that's, like, his actual life. And it started to get real sad for me. So, I don't don't know. I just don't want to see that one. He's a good-looking guy. I've never seen this He is a good-looking guy. That's why he's Salt Bay. He's a good-looking guy, and he just, like, slaps some meat around and (laughs) sprinkles some salt on it. So, the reason that I think that this one is going to be so widely used, even though I didn't even know about it, is that it, it appears that the costume will just be a white V-neck mm-hmm. and sunglasses mm-hmm. and black pants, yep. which is like every lazy uh, like costume person. Like That's what they want. They just want the easiest thing they can do. And so for that reason, I think that it is the most 2016 slash 17 uh, costume of the year. So I will go with Salt Bay. And that's mostly because... And just to to drive that point home, like, I agree, like, you don't need to put too much effort into your Halloween costume because anything above one hour of effort and suddenly you're a cosplayer and then you're a huge nerd. (laughs) And no one wants to be a nerd. No one. So I'm 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 really on board with the easy costumes. Okay, next category. Great. Um, I want to know when you're out there with your plastic pumpkin trick or treating, 
What is that number one worst candy that you get in your bowl? <laughs> okay. And and I don't want to hear about things that aren't candy. Like I don't want to hear about like toothpaste and floss and apples and like no, I don't care about that. Well, here's I the thing know, about those. I want to know the worst candy you get in your bowl. Here's the thing about those, Joe. They're at least well intentioned. They're at least like you know what these kids need good teeth. These sure. kids are going to be sick and tired of candy. Let's get them an apple so they can have an apple. Those are sweet, too. What is not good-intentioned, Joe, there is no sweetness in this, is those weird colored Jolly Rancher things that are soft. <laughs> what? No one, no one has ever bought those. That weird wild berry-flavored Tootsie Roll that no one wants to eat. What there are you is nothing about? good. There is nothing good in those. You've seen them. You've had a whole jack-o'-lantern full of that and jelly. <laughs> no, you're saying you don't like the fruity jo- uh, Tootsie Rolls? No! Gosh, no! What's wrong with you? You're te- All right. You're telling you me you like the those? lemon ones? They're delicious! The weird blue ones where the wrapper sticks to them and they just end up in the bottom of your... Ah, never mind. Um, okay. Jackson no, is I'm insane. Having a, I'm having a David S. Pumpkins moment with you right now. And there I, is I a lime one. Continue. There is a cherry one. There is a lemon one. They are delicious. The Tootsie Fruit Chews are good. And I'm ashamed to be your friend right now. <laughs> Chris, you're going to win this category, but I want to know what the worst one is. Okay. Uh, Jackson's idea sucks. Because the candy is good and tastes good and people like it. Uh, I can tell you what I have never appreciated. Never once have I been excited to even lay eyes on is lifesavers. Oh my gosh, the gummy kind or the... No, the stupid white little rings. (laughs) The mints. Those are excellent. What? What is wrong with you? Jackson doesn't understand candy. Well, I'm not saying I'm excited to see them in a Halloween basket, but they're better than, like, banana-flavored fruit chews. Hey, guess what? There's no banana flavor. It's lemon, lime, cherry, orange, and vanilla. <laughs> Are you talking about something you get out of one of those 25-cent spin-the-deal machines at a pizza place where it's got a yes. bunch of different fruit-looking things? Yes, yes. But those aren't Halloween candies, brah. Uh, they are if you live in a crappy southern town. <laughs> no, they <laughs> are. And you're excited when you get them because they taste good. Because guess what? Tootsie has good texture. But sometimes you don't want chocolate. You want fruit. And you want that good cherry flavor. And you can get that from a Tootsie fruit roll. Boom I'm roasted. Mad. Boom roasted. I'm mad. All right. So, Chris, what was yours? Doesn't Whatever. matter. Chris Literally won. anything is a better answer than that. Uh, Lifesavers was mine. The white little rings. So Winto Green Mints is significantly worse than anything that you could get that Jackson said. You, it, like Jackson probably could have listed off 15 more candies and he would have been wrong on every one. That's how wrong he was on that one. Hey, Jackson, what's the best candy you can get? Oh, no. Because you're probably going to say, like, 
pea flavored gum or something. <laughs> those uh, those Harry Potter jelly beans. The best you can get is full size anything because it's not even about the flavor at that point. It's about the fact that somebody went out of their way to buy full size candy bars to give to everybody that came to the mm-hmm. door, and that's just real sweet. That's right. There was a house in our neighborhood just down the street from me that would lay out a table. And they'd put out all the different candy bars. And as you just waited in line. And then when you got to the front, you got to pick which full-size candy bar you wanted. It was the best deal. Oh, shoot. It's pretty spectacular. Yeah. All right. So our final category, and this is going to be the decider because we are currently tied three to three, is what is the least sexy, sexy costume idea? <laughs> Let me preface this by saying last year, or maybe it was a couple years ago, I I saw a sexy William Wallace costume. <laughs> not sexy. It was it yeah, it wasn't sexy you're saying? I'm saying it's not sexy to to look at a girl not wearing a lot of clothes and say that reminds me of the Scottish War for Independence. <laughs> It's got to be somebody's thing, though, right? Oh, I bet she shoots lightning out of her arse. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well. (laughs) No, I get it. I get it. Because the end of the movie is decidedly the opposite of sexy. Unless you're, like, really into martyrdom. (laughs) Which we all are. Which we all are. Uh... Jackson, is it your turn, or is it my turn? Uh, it's... Wait. Oh, you just said... That was just a preface. That wasn't your answer. No, that was just a preface. I, yeah, you go first. Okay. Um, <laughs> my idea... Uh, for least sexy, sexy costume is... Sexy Benjamin Button. <laughs> okay. Describe... <laughs> the well, costume. No, Benjamin Button. He's born as an old man. A little old man. He grows up quickly. But he's old, and then he de-ages to a baby. So just imagine that, male or female, but just with less clothing at every stage (laughs) along the way. (laughs) So, like, every ten minutes or so, you're going into the bedroom and changing into a new costume. Yes. That is progressively younger. Throughout the night, you're getting progressively younger, but the lack of clothing is a consistent theme. But it's still you're still clothed. You're just covering up. The Let me clarify: bits. when you show up at the beginning of the party, when you knock on the door, you are showing up as a half-naked old man or woman. <laughs> and halfway through the party, you are passably in a sexy person costume. But towards the end of the night, you are a mostly naked baby. <laughs> And everybody is uncomfortable. <laughs> at what? Because at, at some point during that party, you become illegal. <laughs> That's true. At a certain point during the party, you have to stop. You have to stop drinking, and you are no longer <laughs> beyond the age of consent. Your party doesn't end well for you. And like at one point, you got. At the beginning, here's the problem. At the beginning and the end of the party, you've got to poop your pants. Yeah, at the beginning and end, you're wearing the same diaper. It's just adjusted for different time periods. (laughs) 
And like one has Winnie the Pooh on it, and the other one is yeah. has mm-hmm. prunes on it. I don't know what That's old right. people have prune, on their diapers. Prune freaking diapers. Here's the other thing: you show up at the party, you're wearing a lot of makeup, a lot of old person makeup, and you remove it until you reveal your true, you know, twenty something persona. But then you have to begin reapplying makeup in a weird way. <laughs> <laughs> that I don't actually know the logistics of yet. I like that idea a lot. All right, Jackson. You got your work cut out for you. All right. So, worst sexy costume. Um, no, not the okay. worst sexy costume. Least the sexy. The least sexy. The sexy least costume. sexy costume. Okay. I would go as the... I would go as <coughs> it's a couple's costume. Um, I would go as the dragon from Shrek, and my partner would go <laughs> as Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy, not even the donkey. <laughs> no, 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 oh, no. My partner would go as Eddie Murphy because guess what? He's not playing a character in Shrek. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> <laughs> so now you are faced with the uncomfortable truth that Eddie that Murphy, this real life man who is very famous and well respected among comedians, both very much likes waffles fetish. and dragons into dragons, very into dragons. He also does not watch Game of Thrones, but it is for a very different reason. <laughs> <laughs> trying to guard his eyes these are these are two very uh difficult to judge category or contestants in this category because they both take a lot of work <laughs> um the problem that i have with yours chris is that i think that at some point no one is allowed to look at you at the party <laughs> Which I would argue makes it very unsexy. That's true. The The problem with yours, Jackson, is that you have to be Eddie Murphy. Um, which is tough. No one can no, be Eddie you have Murphy to, but Eddie. No, it's not tough. And here, let me fight for this. Because you're already dressed up as a dragon, which we have established as canon in the world that Eddie Murphy is totally into. <laughs> Yeah, but so like, who is... if you show up to Eddie Murphy dressed as a dragon, then like, hey, Taylor, uh... come to this Halloween party with me. He's gonna be like, uh, y'all, a uh, hubba hubba, <laughs> and it works out because he can talk to dragons because he's Doctor Doolittle. Ooh, you make a salient point. Well, the Honorable Jelly Joe Bradshaw is going to rule on this. And declare the winner of this uh, of this contest to be Christopher Gluckman. Yay! With sexy Benjamin Button. Jackson, Thank I just you, think Joe. you... What do you win, Joe? You leaned too hard into the donkey and dragon. Yeah, it was gross enough the first time. 
two of your seven were things that I did not want to think about at all. Two sevenths. Two sevenths is too high a percentage to be talking about donkey dragon love. (laughs) And also, you did say a very dumb thing about a good candy, and so that just automatically knocks you down a peg, too. It's just not a good candy, but okay. Uh, So congratulations to our winner of our first ever ranked battle, um, Christopher Gluckman. Booyah. Can my prize be that I can list some of the other costumes that I came up with in preparation for this episode? Spooky Chris Gluckman, take your prize. Uh, Okay, here are just a few other ideas listed uh, in rapid fire succession. Uh, Not a cop. A grown up baby. Uh, the, that gr- are, wait, was that nope, the same? These are lists. Was that, was list. that the sa- wait, no, was that the same one? Jackson, I'm not inviting not jokes. Not a cop. I'm not inviting Colin, jokes. a grown up baby. I'm not inviting jokes for this segment. I'm just reading them off in rapid order. Make your jokes at the end. Uh, a grown up baby. That guy who's the main character on that TNT show. Um. <laughs> Game of Thrones, as perceived by someone who's never watched it. Uh, some obscure emoji that no one uses. A couple's costume. That's Guy Fieri and Girl Fieri. The ghost of George Clooney. <laughs> Pumpkin Spice. LL Cool Bean. An avocado avogado. Taco Bell, but it's Bell like in Beauty and the Beast. A thesaurus, but it's a dinosaur wearing glasses. A Japanese pro wrestler. Dogzilla, a drunk medieval times employee, a podcast, uh, the guy from that one commercial where he wears all of his shirts on the plane, a street that can talk, uh, Spencer and his many gifts, and three dogs in a trench coat. <laughs> so there you have it. Um, and there's our list. What started out as... Poor execution turned into a pretty good podcast episode, I like to think. Um, So, Chris, you want to wrap us up? Absolutely. Before we get out of here, guys, um, let's just run through our top things of the week. What are you guys loving uh, in the past month or so since we recorded last? Uh, I've started a new book series. I'm patiently awaiting the third book and the Stormlight Archives to come out. And oh. until then, I needed my I needed to scratch my fantasy itch, which is not a great phrase. Yeah, go see a doctor about that fantasy itch. <laughs> if you just call me after this, and we can talk about it. I can give you. I can probably prescribe you something. Um. Anyways, I started reading. Uh, it's called the Farseer Trilogy. Um by Robin Hobb. It's uh, it's actually a trilogy that I finished, and there are two other trilogies that follow up on the same character. It's written from one character's perspective. It's kind of a... Uh, it's definitely high fantasy. It's written uh, a completely different world. Uh, magic systems don't define the world like a lot of the fantasy books I read, uh, but they're definitely integral to how the politics of the world work. Um, it just... Uh, there's a lot... There's a lot in it that I don't see in other fantasy books, and it's very well done. It uh, 
the real the main themes in it are where does the main character's honor lie? Like where where do his loyalties go? Does it go to himself? Does it go to something greater than himself? Is he just serving his own needs? Is he serving the needs of the greater like is he serving the greater good or just himself? Does he serve the greater good by serving himself? That kind of thing. And it's uh it's a very human way to approach a fantasy novel and uh, I just really re- enjoy reading it. That sounds pretty that sounds cool. Sounds great, yeah. Um, I, I know one thing of mine is going to be um, Destiny 2, which I've been playing when I have free time, basically. Which is not a lot, but I, it's kind of the only thing I've been doing with my free time um, recently. Um, get that for Xbox One or PS4. Um, it's a very good game. Very, like, you just run around and you shoot aliens and you get loot. And it's just like, it. there's some, like primal urge that it just satisfies of like getting new stuff and getting good stuff um that it just like triggers and your brain just has this reward loop that keeps going and it's very fun um and my other thing is actually something that jackson mentioned and i haven't quite finished it but i'm trying to finish um the the second book um of the stormlight archives before uh, Oathbringer comes out. Um, I'm like 75% of the way through. And again, I don't have a lot of free time, but every night I read a little bit and I'm, I'm getting to a point where I'm not going to be able to, to put it down. Um, it's very Mm -hmm. good. That whole trilogy series is so far. Very, very, very good. Yeah. I've actually just started listening. I think I've just started listening to, uh, I think I have, I have started listening to the first book on audiobook. Very well done. I actually I enjoy it. They uh, they made the characters uh, the chapters voiced by Kaladin, a male voice, and uh, one's voiced by Shalon, a female voice. So that way, it's not a male voice reading the audiobook, just doing this for the females. So oh, really that's nice. good. That's good. I'm glad. <laughs> um, I'll also recommend a book that I'm uh, currently in the middle of reading. It's called Evicted, Poverty and Profit in the American City by Matthew Desmond. And it's a nonfiction written by a Harvard sociologist. It won the um, Pulitzer Prize last year for nonfiction, <clears throat> just general nonfiction. Uh, basically, this author, he spent a year just kind of following around these eight different families in Milwaukee uh, who were living in poverty and at various stages in the process of being evicted from their homes um, due to inability to pay their rent. Uh, And he uses their stories as sort of the launching pad to talk about uh, bigger issues involving housing and how those housing issues trickle over into um, the rest of uh, life for people who are living in poverty. It's been really eye-opening for me and really challenging. Uh, I can't say yet for sure if it's given me, uh, you know, action steps as somebody who's never dealt with the problems that the people in the story are facing, but he, he presents it all in a really matter of fact, very, um, on the ground. This is real life kind of way. Um, and, uh, you know, he he backs it up with some statistics and facts along the way, but 
um, it's heartbreaking and challenging, um, but has really been bringing to light the reality of the issue uh, that I didn't know was as big of an issue as it as it is for a lot of people in America. So, uh, highly recommend "Evicted" by cool. Matthew Desmond. That sounds good. Yeah. Um. So we I think that's the end. All right. Well, that's been our show. Um, thank you guys for tuning in with us. Uh, sorry again and again and again for how inconsistent we are with these episodes, but um, we are just going to keep doing them as much as we can, as often as we can, and hope that you uh, enjoy it and want to stick around with us. Uh, if you want to get in contact with us, send us questions or comments or corrections or whatever, yeah, you can reach us at rankpod at gmail.com or at RankedCast on Twitter. We'd love to hear from you and and talk with you more. Um, But until next time, uh, I've been Chris Gluckman. I've been Jackson Corneliuson. And I've been Jelly Joe Bradshaw. This has been the Ranked Cast, number one on the charts and number one in our hearts.